Secrets. Every dog has his day. Old dogs. Like that. New tricks. Oh, dogs. Old dogs. My dogs are barking today. New tricks. Can't find a better dog on planet Earth. It's the Old Dogs New Tricks Podcast. Here's Kaikuyu and Joey. KC and JP. Yeah, welcome in to the Old Dogs New Tricks Podcast. What's up, Kaikuyu? Chilling. Chilling. It's fried. Day. Well, it won't be Friday. When they, it, 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 it could be any day of the week, but we yeah. usually record these on Fridays yeah. when we're, we're done with work and, and uh, half drunk. So it Just helps out. Paid. Yeah. Friday night, <laughs> and I ain't got nobody. <laughs> I got. Exactly. Listen back to these podcasts. And I'm like, why? Why is he singing all the time? Like, oh, that's because that's what I do. I just, I can't, I can't help it, man. Why are you singing all the yeah, time? Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like always song trying to reference a reference. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't sing the whole song. No, no, know? no. Just yeah. if, if if something sparks last week, a song in your head. Last well, and, and usually things spark. Glory days. Glory days was last week. Yeah, I was like, was he I had a friend, big baseball <laughs> player. <laughs> so this is uh, episode ten, I believe, of the Old Dogs New Tricks podcast, X. and um, we, uh, KC and I, uh, just got through. Um, you know, not making it through to the second round of a competition in comedy, which you know was so funny, man. I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you. We were sitting next to each other, and. and uh, I think both of our emotions were, were, it was like a roller coaster. It was like, yeah, okay, I'm excited, I'm excited. I think we can do this, I can do this. And all of a sudden, like, oh, I didn't do it. And like, God, damn, fuck this contest, man, this yeah. bullshit. And then it was like, wait a minute, okay, we haven't been doing that long. It's cool, all right, okay, good, okay, yeah. I'm fine, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was, you kind of went through the stages. Yeah, all okay. the stages of grief or you whatever. Know, I mean, I was going to put it out there, like, before, I remember when you were a kid, well, I didn't want to win anyway. I just, I didn't even <laughs> yeah, practice. I just, right. I just went up there just, just yeah. to get up there. I didn't even practice. Didn't yeah. know my, but you know, I was. Gonna, I quit. You can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> you know what I mean, but yeah. uh, it was, it was a good experience. It was good to see. Um, we, I watched part of that contest in the later stages last year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, that's so right. I just had to remind myself. Well, last year you was watching this, right? And now, now you're a participant. That's 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 progress you yeah, know what i mean that is progress and from but, what i understand there was like people that didn't even make it in, like there were they only took 50 contestants yeah, that didn't even make and the, people didn't the even get initial, the email back right you know so i was like oh wow that's yeah. pretty cool yeah and the contest was while we were in the class oh that's, that's right we were a year ago yeah, yeah a year ago yeah. so we were still in the class we hadn't yeah. had our grad show yet right or anything yeah there, so. and looking back you know on that like had had either one of us made it i would have been like wow that's amazing Amazing, you know somebody who hasn't even been doing it a year has now made it through to the second round so and watching a lot of those comics perform you know you're supposed to go up there and bring your best two and a half minutes and a lot of people brung it or brought it they brung it they brought it you know and and, and, you know i had heard some of those jokes before and watching some of these people do it that i've heard them do it before and seeing their nerves a little bit was interesting yeah Uh, but they even with the nerves just how they delivered yeah you know yeah um yeah some some uh who i'd seen before maybe i hadn't seen their best stuff maybe i just saw, saw them the open working on yeah, stuff right and i'm thinking okay well that guy's not that funny right i should be able to beat him yeah but then they got up there and did their best stuff like whoa like whoa that's, yeah, that's some good dude, writing dude is good uh and i love to hear good writing that inspires me um the one dude that was talking about anxiety and don't don't stop thinking about tomorrow that, that was song, funny i was like man that was funny that's genius i think that was Jay, that's the guy that, that runs the Shaka Bra. Yeah, yeah, that dude. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. joke right there, I was like, man, I got to get better. Yeah. I got to get better because that's, that's, that's genius. Right I agree. There. I yeah. even actually, I even repeated that joke to uh, to a friend. I said, um, 
I was like, yeah, so there was this contest or this, I saw this comedian say, you know, the don't stop thinking about tomorrow. It's bad for people with anxiety because I can't stop thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> and yes, I know yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, I, I agree. I had never, I had seen him, you know, only at Chakabra and perform, you know, the hosting duties. So I've never really seen a, a tight set from him. Yeah. Uh, and I was very impressed, yep, you know, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I was, and all those guys that made it, um, were, were, you know, pretty deserving. A couple of people that didn't make it that I was very surprised didn't make it, but, um, you know, they only have so many slots and, um, and it's subjective. It man. is subjective. It's cup of tea. Right. It's, 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 it's a lot of factors. Right. Into it, not to make excuses. I'm the last one to make excuse. Sure. Um, uh, if if I went up there and I was undeniably funny mm-hmm. killer, then yeah. I would have made it. Right. You yeah, know, right. but but still, um, you know, certain it's three it's three coaches there, mm-hmm. and it's totally on them. It doesn't matter about the crowd. I think the big disconnect, a lot of the anger and frustration, was people who had sets where the crowd reacted and they got good laughs. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that was probably one of the biggest laughs I got for right. that set that I did. That's right. I, so it's kind funny. of like, <laughs> it's kind of like disappointing. Like, wait a minute, the crowd's laughing. And I, and I didn't look. I don't know if you looked during, but I, I glanced over once to see if they turned around because it's like The Voice. I guess we should explain that. It's yeah, like yeah. it's like the, the TV show The Voice where the back is to you, then they turn around if they like you and they right. pick you on that team. Right. So I glanced in the beginning because uh, after my opening joke, to see if they turned on that. I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, okay, we'll keep going. Mm-hmm. And then I never looked. So when I got done and the crowd's cheering and clapping, I turned and looked at them and I'm like, these motherfuckers didn't turn around. <laughs> I said it on stage. I was like, yeah, I'm you're like, like, I guess I'm done because these motherfuckers didn't turn and I, I said the same thing. I was like, oh, these guys ain't turn around, so I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And then they end up turning my mic off because I went too long. Yeah. <laughs> did they turn they, the mic they, off? They turned it off. Okay. Because uh, okay. I didn't see the lights flash no, on they, you or anything. They, the, the, the lights were, were, uh, yeah. were, I think Steve was running the lights and he was, you know, maybe he was technically challenged or something. Or, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, that was, it was new. Talk about, old, you know, new tricks. Like, I'd never been in a competition right. like that before. And it was, um, you know, interesting to see how 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 far up the bar is, you know. Like, it, I, I hadn't practiced that much for a set in a long time. I was mm-hmm. very prepared. Um, looking back at it, there, I, I got off to a little bit of a slow start. I, I could rework some of that writing to get into it better and, and quicker, which is what I think comedy is all about: right. rewriting and getting to the punchline faster. Right. But I'm with you, man. Like I had the, I felt like I had the most laughs that I had, had had ever had. You know, I was like, you and did. so although I didn't make it, I was like, I had a good set. Like I felt good about that. Like I got a good. That's a good two minutes, you know, of, of yeah. material that I can add to my other, you know, my other bits. And you know, I feel like at this point. I even even though we're only you know less than a year in, I, I feel like I got a pretty solid seven minutes of, yeah. of comedy that I could go up there and do. Yeah, this um, it sounds messed up. When you came off stage, I could see the disappointment, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I wasn't as disappointed mm-hmm. for you because I thought you had a good set. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Yeah, I'm like okay, but. Right. You had you you good, had a right? good set. You didn't get picked. I didn't get, and I'm seeing all these other people not getting picked. I'm like mm-hmm. okay. okay. Yeah, but then when I did get picked, I was like, "Fuck!" You know, <laughs> yeah, right. that, and then I knew exactly how you That's felt, though. Funny, like, that, was, that was the same thought I had. I was like, "Yeah, he had a really good set." You know, it was it was probably one of the best sets I've ever seen him do. Didn't get picked. Oh well. Oh, well yeah, yeah. There, there was at one point there was some lady in the crowd. I don't know who she was, but 
it was one of the judges was like, yeah, it was really funny. You know, didn't didn't turn around. Yeah, it was really funny. And then she goes, then you should have turned around. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. maybe you should have turned around, you know, yeah. but, you know, they the judges had a had a had a rough time. But, um, you know, through, you know, throughout this whole thing, like I don't I'm not discouraged. Um, I'm actually more encouraged than ever um, to, to write better. I want to, you know, yeah. get better. And and uh, and uh, I mean. I'm still motivated to do. To oh, do definitely, comedy, definitely, you know? definitely. My biggest disappointment is not being able to work um, with. I would have chose Corey, mm-hmm. and and I would have chosen because it was teaching background mm-hmm. one, and our styles of comedy are so different sure. that he would make me he 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 made me a better writer initially. Right. I know he would do the same thing. Even the little feedback that he gave me mm-hmm. during uh, you know after after the performance, I'm like, yeah, you know. I could do that better. I can I can write that better. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of disappointed I don't get to work directly with him. Sure. To become a better writer, you know. Um, yeah. Do you think? Uh, okay, where are we sitting now? Do you think you would do it again next year if 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 given the opportunity? Right now, as yeah. we speak, no. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> now come next year, I right. might feel differently. Right about it but uh yeah right now nah i wouldn't do it again i i don't know i can't I, i'm 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 figuring it's too it's too early it's still too raw yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that it's you know a bad thing but i don't you know thinking about how much time it would take to it was gonna be a pretty much all january and yeah. Like, yeah you know i'm actually okay that i you know i'm gonna be busy and maybe i need to be busy writing <laughs> you know? yeah that's what yeah. i should probably spend my time doing yeah is writing but um Today we have a guest uh, on the podcast, and in, and it's all about motivation. Um, you know, uh, our guest today is a is is a quite the motivator. It's somebody who comes from my industry uh, in voiceover, but um, I think that the the people um, the people the listeners will get a, a kick out of him because he you know he's just a positive guy. You know, and I think you'll you'll you, even you who who doesn't know anything about my my job you know, voiceover, I think you'll, you'll get a lot out of it. So, cool. cool. Um, our yeah. guest today is a media mogul. He's a general manager, a motivator, a podcaster, uh, working in the industry that I work in, uh, voiceover. Uh, the man is Corey Disson. Welcome to the show, Corey. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, what's up fellas. I appreciate the, uh, very fine introduction. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the best I can come up with without a script, you know, us voice guys, we really need scripts. We're not, we're not really good off script. True. <laughs> Last name is Disson. Yeah, Disson, and, and, like and that that word was cool before it was cool. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm saying. I, I like I always, that. Whenever I think of that, I think of the Run DMC. You know, Listen while I'm dissing because <laughs> you're pissing yeah, me like off. That. So your last yeah. name, Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. Um, so tell me, Corey. Tell me a little bit about your job. Uh, you work for. Uh, um, the uh, Pro Media Labs uh, what, as general manager. What what do you do there in that in that job? Well, yeah, I'm I'm the vice president and general manager at uh, Propulsion Media Labs. I've been with that company since 1993, and we are a a turnkey video and audio production service, really catering to local advertisers in Pick a Market USA. Mm-hmm. Um. Most folks come to us because they need spots done very quickly. And a typical month, you know, we're probably churning out five, six, seven hundred commercials between t- yeah between all the the TV and radio spots. Once everything's all done, and my job, I oversee the entire operation. That's everything from talking to the account management team to make sure 
jobs are being done on schedule, quality controlling. You know, I'll I'll take a a widget off of the assembly line and and I'll peek at a spot to make sure that you know I'll do a little extra proofreading or make sure it has the propulsion stamp of creative approval on it. Um, everything from running the internship program to promoting the brand to new business development. Um, you know, making sure the dollars are coming in and the funnel is full each month. So I, I kind of uh, I, I connect with the producers, I connect with the administrators, I connect with the account management team. I kind of take a look at the entire situation. Dang! Wow, that's that's awesome. So ninety three, that's a good run. So what was your role in ninety three when you got started? What what did you do? <laughs> I was an amoeba. Ninety three. <laughs> I was I was very fortunate that I met the uh, the former owner of this company, which, and Joe, you should know the name Paul Turner. Uh, Mr. Turner. <laughs> yeah, Paul Turner. So Paul Turner is one of my longest uh, and dearest friends and colleagues. I, I've known him, you know, almost long longer than I've worked with the business, but I've actually met him as a sophomore in college. He came to speak at a class. I went to Temple University. And it, as it turned out, I had a classmate in a different class. He was a board op at WYSP Radio in, in Philadelphia, which was the, the home of, of Howard Stern. And, you know, I wanted to get in radio desperately. I was ready to do anything. And when I heard that this kid was bragging to some girl that he ran the board, I got to be buddies with him. Right. <laughs> and uh, I begged him. I said, what can I do to get involved at the radio station? And. He said, well, you know, I'll do you a solid and I'll get you an interview with another guy who has turned out to be kind of a adopted uncle and a mentor of mine, a man named Tim Sabian, mm-hmm. who is uh, very famous for being Howard Stern's program director for okay. two decades. And uh, he was he was the, the group program director for Infinity Broadcasting. You know, he worked at, at K-Rock in New York and also JFK in D.C. and also uh, for WYSP in Philadelphia. Long story short, he got me an interview with him at age 19. And uh, I said, I'll do anything. I'll I'll clean the bathrooms with a toothbrush here. Just let me let me work getting radio somehow. And he hired me uh, to, to answer the phones for public affairs programming on Sunday mornings <laughs> at 5 a.m. <laughs> and, oh. and and I, get, I got paid a grand total of zero dollars yes. to do that. Man. Uh, you know, that's paying my dues. And, and knowing that uh, I was a, a bouncer on Friday and Saturday nights through uh, college, and I worked till 3 in the morning. I used to, on Saturday night, you know, work till 3 a.m., take an hour nap, and then drive to the radio station to go work again, which was hell on earth. But I did it. Anyway, when it came time for me to get a real internship, I had met the entire staff at YSP in, in a few months of doing that. So they all knew me as the kid, you know, the kid with his hat turned around backwards who would, you know, make the copies and mm-hmm. answer the phones and whatever, sweep the floor. And when I, so they, they signed me up for an internship without even interviewing me. And then two weeks into my internship, I see the entire air staff at WYSP Radio gets canned. Oh, oh welcome to radio. <laughs> what the bleep? What the hell? And I'm big fan of stability. I like to eat three meals a day. And when I saw that, I freaked out. I said, well, I, I, if I had aspirations of being on the air and being in radio, I didn't want to get fired because of ratings or whatever else on a whim like that. So I said, what's the next best thing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I can do besides being on air? And it was production. And, and go figure, who 
was the production director at WYSP Radio. It was the same guy who came to speak to my class and as a sophomore. It was Paul Turner. Wow. Paul. And he and I got to be friendly and turns out he's a he's a sports guy loves loves baseball and I, I i was a baseball guy and we we played on ysp softball team together and i guess that's when the love affair began <laughs> and uh, you know and we got to be really chummy i guess and i just asked him i said can i hang out with you you know during my internship he said well make sure you get your interny stuff done first and then you come hang out with me so i'd go do my make my copies and you know, pass out my T-shirts and do whatever else. And then he would send me on little odd production jobs or to go get lunch for him or whatever else. And then when he would leave, he said, hey, man, you hang out at the studio. I'm going home for the day. You could teach yourself production. Nice. Was that, and that's so, how I got my chops. So that's a, uh, ahead, it's a very similar uh, and a very familiar radio story, um, you know, from people who have been in radio. My, I myself come from radio, and, and I, I, too, was a 19-year-old, uh, you know, running public affairs on, on Sunday mornings and Saturday mornings at the uh, the AM Country Station before I got my internship and there totally that's sexy, man. fell in love with the production <laughs> studio. You know, like my first job in radio was I was a reporter for the, for the Whatcom County and Bellingham City Council meetings. And I had to put my report on tape, actual tape, you know, reel to reel with wow. slice splicing. And I was going to ask you, Corey. So when when you when you first started in the production room, you know, in the '90s or whatever, were you uh, were you working on like session eight, or were you working on uh, straight cut with razors and all that? Well, uh, it was uh, two track with uh, you know your grease pencil and your razor. That's mm -hmm. generally. You know, because one of the things Paul used to do at the end of every day, and and you know, we skipped a big chunk, but basically Paul ended up hiring me direct to be his little assistant, and I made some funny money, um, you know, by the hour just to kind of be his his mascot per se. And that grew once I started to learn how to produce. He started to pay me, you know, uh, as like a subcontractor by the job to produce up a nightclub spot or a car dealer commercial, the stuff that he was voicing that he mm -hmm. didn't have, he'd have time to produce. Mm -hmm. So I would either most of, and at the end of the day, he would cut all of his dry voice for all of his clients and he would lay it down on the two track. And it was my job to uh, unwind all of the recorded tape and cut each station off or each client off and box it up and label it up and mm -hmm. send it off to uh, mm -hmm. the stations. So that was for, for dry voice or mastering. But then if there was any production that was done on uh, eight track, multi-track. Hmm. Tails out. I, I just don't know why that, I just thought of that. Tails out, you know, with the on the the old box yeah, of uh, exactly. tape. Tail out, exactly. Tails out. You would it would make tell sure you. You're, make sure you're at zero dB yep. when you test your tone. So I mean, yeah, well, I mean that that's how I learned. For the uh, for the uh, for the, those of, uh, of us that listening or the listeners that don't don't know anything about audio production, you know, when when you say things like cut and paste, you know. <laughs> splicing there was actual physical tape that you had to use you know mark it with a grease pencil take your razor blade cut it take out all the breaths or all the mistakes and then marry it up and you would actually tape it together with actual tape and i don't know about you Corey, but like one of the first times i made a good edit with with actual tape i was like yes i did oh, it yeah. i mean and if you you'll know what this sound is as soon as i do it Scrub it. You know what that means. You know you're scrubbing. So yeah, you know how that. And yet, 
or, or to do a slip cue. Uh-huh. That's another old one. Oh yeah, with the felt on the on the. I, you know that was yeah. I, I I played records on the air at the old country station. <laughs> I'm to, I'm totally totally dating myself, but so, uh, that's so how high. I got my chops. It was pre digital, uh-huh. and uh, our first digital workstation was a Roland DM80. Wow, those are those are. So let me ask you this, both of y'all this. So <clears throat> I don't know, it was like maybe 80, 87, 88, my uh, LL Cool J Bigger and Duffer tape broke, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to kind of like cut it and splice it and tape it yep. back together. Yep, yeah, we yep. talking the same thing? So S- similar. Very, very yeah. similar. Except yeah. for the, the, the cassette S- tape. Was similar v- process. The cassette tape was very thin. At least, yeah, you know, yeah. at least you had quarter inch tape when you're when you're working with this, uh, right, right. with audio. Um so that leads me into my uh, to the next thought, you know, uh, Corey. This podcast is called the Old Dogs New Tricks Podcast, and uh, uh, Kaikuyu and myself, uh, you know, we're in our forties, and and we met uh, at a at a stand up comedy class where we were both thinking, ah, you know, we want to learn how to do this. And as people who already had careers, uh, KC's retired um, Air Force. Master Sergeant, was it Master Sergeant somewhere there? Senior. Senior Master, okay, yeah. So, uh, and so, you know, we thought this would be a fun topic to talk about, you know, doing different things once you've already been established. And I wanted to ask you about your podcast. You know, you've got the, uh, the Go Get It podcast. Um, and what, what made you want to start this podcast? I know it's not that far of a leap from, from doing production and stuff, but what, what made you, you know, want to want to get involved in podcasting? Well, first, let me make it perfectly clear that I have the old dog part completely covered. <laughs> so thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be included in the club. I really appreciate that. Right? Hey, it's right? I don't take offense to that. dignified right? now, right? Yes, I've earned that. That's right. That's right. Um, so, you know, fast forward to, uh, you know, maybe a year or two ago, you know, like I said, one of my job functions with Propulsion has always been promoting the Propulsion brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the course of time and being in charge of new business development, I've done just about everything you can do, not all of the things well, but I've done just about every every method you could think of to generate new business, whether it's cold calling, emails, direct mail, going mm-hmm. to trade shows, um, you know, knocking on doors, <laughs> literally going right. through the phone book. I can, I can even recall that. Yeah, well, exactly. Gunpoint. I mean, I just figured everything out. Well, you are in Philadelphia, um, so. Hey, man, you got to protect yourself That's here. Right. Man. That's so, right. Um, and then, it, and then, you know, I, I started to to get the idea of doing little branded graphics on social media, and I would have that with the propulsion logo and a cool little saying, or putting a propulsion watermark on a on a photo that what we took of someone in the office producing a commercial or something. And it just occurred to me more and more and more that I read and the more that I witnessed on on LinkedIn, especially, but even on Twitter uh, and whatnot, is that, you know, customers want to buy from people they trust Mm -hmm. and people they find that are authentic and people that uh, they have feel they have a relationship with. They feel that they get they know them. Mm -hmm. And I and in an effort to kind of, you know, change things up for propulsion i figured let let's see if by attracting more attention to me <laughs> that might indirectly create some buzz for propulsion and i mean that that's worked 
pretty well, thank goodness, uh, you know, since I really started launching the whole Quarry Disson brand um, in, in the early fall in September. And as an extension of that, um, you know, I thought a podcast, you know, about voice talent and, and, and all the issues and influencers that surround that field, because that's kind of what I've been involved in for so long, and I can speak somewhat intelligently about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured that might be a cool thing to do. So I just started reading. I started reading articles online, how to do a podcast, what equipment you need, uh, how to get it hosted, how to distribute it. And I started to pick up the information, and then I was very fortunate. I got to give a plug to uh, two people that allowed me to be a guest on their podcast that helped me learn how that whole kind of thing works. And that's a guy named by the name of Jim McCarthy, who is uh, a, a VO guy, but he's also very entrepreneurial and he has a production company and he's involved in all sorts of things. And he's got a very successful podcast. Another guy by the name of Earl Hall, who is same difference, voiceover guy, voiceover coach. And both of them welcomed me on as guest, and they kind of educated me, not, explicitly on that i didn't ask them how to do a podcast and they mm. didn't give me like a rule book but i just like kind of absorbed what they were doing and i said well what the hell man I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a shot and you know came up with a little title that mimicked the brand that i'm doing with my stuff on social media go get it to keep it very motivational and positive and you know encouraging people to go get whatever it is chase their dream go get their career of choice whatever it is um, and just kind of packaged it up in this little, little podcast. And, uh, like I said, I went in, I got into this game wanting to be on air. So there was still a little bit of that line around that sure. I have a chance to quote unquote, be on the air mm-hmm. and nobody gets to fire me as long as I don't <laughs> do anything, you know, too vulgar, I'll be all right. <laughs> oh, true. well, don't, we might want to not send them this link. Cause sometimes, uh, we can we can be a little vulgar. We talk about comedy and stuff, but uh, we won't do, we won't do it this time, right? Ah, uh, uh, you know, I'm no saint, so have fun. Uh, it's all good. So a motivator. So do you actually do you actually go and then perform like motivational speeches, or is it all through the podcast? Or how do you how do you reach the audience that you're so, you're trying to get to? Sure. Well, the 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 motivational stuff started far before the podcast. That's almost as early as my career okay. um i started with what was you know propulsion media Labs used to be called paul turner productions because paul turner productions used to be just the two of us and as we grew i was always the oldest brother i didn't go from hiree to vice president i worked my way up right mm-hmm. and as part of that you know we needed to develop an internship program it felt it'd be great to figure out a way to get some free labor basically oh yeah and to do that i just started reaching out to local colleges you know, hey, you need a guest speaker to talk about the media business, the radio business, production. I'd be happy to talk to an electronic media class or a broadcasting class or an advertising class. And uh, I started literally just speaking, whether it's a class of 10 kids or a, an assembly hall full of 300 or a lecture hall full of 100 kids. And I started coming up with a uh, a presentation hmm. uh, about, and it all it all came down to working hard, sweat equity, paying your dues. It just it became this common theme, and then folks started to catch on to that. And professors would invite me back year after year, semester after semester, 
And I developed a little bit of a reputation for that. And the Chamber of Commerce would reach out to me or, uh, you know, other uh, high schools started to reach out to me. And and I I coached, you know, amateur athletics. So there's an element of that in there. And, uh, you know, between having a big mouth uh, (laughs) and wanting to uh, convey a message um, cause I'm really, uh, I got a hard time with complacency mm-hmm. amongst anyone. Sure. And I, I figure if I have an opportunity to, uh, to leak into some young minds while the clay is still wet <laughs> and, and let them know that, Hey man, you got to conduct yourself a certain way to be successful. And I always tell every group of students that I meet with when I start our conversation, I say, you know, if there is one story one sentence, one syllable that comes out of my mouth that resonates with you and you could take it with you, then I've done my job. So as, as somebody who has, you know, similar, has, has been an intern uh, myself and, and at, just like you, um, when I went into, uh, got into radio and, and was in a position where I was, you know, a production guy, like, you know, uh, a head of a production for um, a radio station, uh, I found it, very necessary and almost like soul feeding for myself to to bring on interns myself and and help teach them because that's how I learned good. you know good um, yeah and and that's something that you know as a as a free I've been freelance voice now for fifteen years something that I really miss about the radio station is having you know young people to sculpt although I, I did trade in my radio job for a kid so that actually worked out better i have <laughs> i have that to sculpt but um how much of that you know having that influence uh as a as a young person uh you know as an intern is, is that what motivates you to to be a teacher is, is just baby, like giving back like that's yeah. huge i mean you know along with you know the uh the go get it moniker that accompanies my branding Another big uh, spoke on our, my wheel is pay it forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I preach that a lot. And, you know, had Paul Turner not paid it forward to me, had he not taken me under his wing and allowed me the amazing opportunity to teach myself production in a major market production studio for zero dollars, cost me nothing but my time. If Tim Sabian didn't push that door open for me as an unqualified 19-year-old, wet-behind-the-ears little maggot. If he didn't do that for me, I would not be <laughs> in the position that I'm in right now to, to be able to share everything I've learned to the mm-hmm. next generation. So I'm compelled. Mm-hmm. I feel it's my duty to yeah. share what I've learned with the next group, not to mention these generations as they come up. Don't get me started. The work <laughs> ethic is un. It's just ridiculous. What work ethic? I mean, um, yeah, exactly. I remember when I was, when I was starting out, somebody told me something very interesting that I thought was, you know, really, I thought it was, it was fluff. And they said, you know, showing up is, is so much, is like a big, a huge part of it. Just show up, just be there. And I I thought, I thought, if someone's given, getting an opportunity, like, or given an opportunity, why wouldn't they show up? Then when I was in a position to have interns, I was like, why aren't these kids showing up? What is the deal? (laughs) Showing up is really important. You know, you'd be amazed. Well, you're not amazed because you're, you're describing the, the situation, but you know, we've developed a really nice, really, um, successful internship program 
at Propulsion Media Labs, and we've had dozens of kids go through and land major market, big ticket gigs after leaving us. And we've hired probably a dozen former interns to work for us. But what I find, what we're focusing on more and more is less and less of the production nuts and bolts like hey, let's teach you how to learn how to run uh, Adobe After Effects or to do Pro Tools or to write a script. I mean, there's plenty of that that happens at our shop. But what I find that I'm focusing on in the chair that I'm sitting in is teaching these young people how to act professional. Mm -hmm. The basic things that probably the three of us take for granted because we are old dogs and we've been there and we come from the old school and we did things a certain way. You know, just things about like punctuality and how to communicate properly, returning a phone call, how to email, how to ask for permission for a day off, not just not show up. Nobody knows that. Eye contact. But see, I like the fact that you're talking about teaching um, this because I I believe every generation is going to say the, you know, that the next generation is worse than they are. That's just inevitable. That's just how it works. But it's so easy to point the finger and, you know, millennials this and young people that. But it's another thing to work with them like because I, I do that. So it means a lot to me. So when I talk about this generation, I got to look at myself and say, what role did I play? You know, especially my own kids or my, someone in my circle. What role did I play on how they conduct themselves, how they act, all those things? I'm quick to look at myself first. And if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, then I got to kind of check myself on that. You know, I think it's real easy. It's it's trendy now. Oh, these kids, they don't do instant gratification. They don't know what it's like. Well, you're right. They don't know what a lot of that shit. You know, they never had to mm-hmm. bake a potato in the oven, you know, <laughs> you know, or, or, and wait for 35 minutes or whatever. Or they never had to miss a TV show and just totally missed it or whatever. They don't know that. So when you're teaching them these things, that's critical. So I applaud you for doing that. That that. Gave me um, goosebumps, if you will. Well, K- and plus, K- you K- called C- yourself a maggot too, which was real cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's know? that's definitely a marine type uh, <laughs> term, Oorah. Okay. But uh, I got to tell you, KC, uh, I, I I confess that uh, you and I have been separated at birth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, cool, my brother, my brother. <laughs> there you go, there you go, because we there's a lot in common. What you just said, I mean. Uh, I have said those words exactly. It's important. I grew up the son of a teacher. You know, my my pops was always a manager or a supervisor in charge. It was like genetic. It's like right. step up and be a leader. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important. Yeah, definitely. It's funny how uh, what they say leadership will, uh, falls on those who, who can shoulder it, you know. Um, natural born leader it just seems to follow you and and uh for someone like you you know who started at the bottom yeah i started at the bottom and now i'm on the way but you know like to start as a as an intern and make your way up to now you know vice president general manager of this company you know uh you're a real motivating guy man and you're uh yeah. it's a you're an inspiration uh you know to me uh, f- first of all you know for the podcast and second of all the gym, man. Oh my gosh, you must be motivated to be so jacked. <laughs> I mean. Well, I've spent a lot of time. Uh, I pick things up and put them down. So, <laughs> um, I know who's going to do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind going to the gym. That's uh, that's. I'm, I'm a gym rat, and uh, I'm actually trying to get a little smaller. 
because uh, my wife is a really good cook. So uh, <laughs> I'm working on trying to, to cut up a little bit now, actually. But uh, Ooh, that sounds like yeah. cardio. Nobody likes cardio. Ah, oh, man, it's gross. <laughs> I got Corey, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to us today. I really feel, like I said, I feel motivated. I felt, I feel like, um, you know, I've, I, I've learned a lot. Um, you make me want to have a better podcast for sure. <laughs> and you actually made me, made me want to have some interns, which is, was weird, but I don't know. I, I work from home, so that might be a little weird. Um, but uh, might want to call the cops. Yeah, they might. They might. But uh, you know, and 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 especially for uh, for my partner here, um, Casey, who who doesn't know anything about voiceover, you know, um, nothing. As far as you know, he, he doesn't come from that. He and I talk about comedy. I don't even really talk about my work much, but um, I think it was very informative, and I hope that our listeners uh, enjoyed it as well. Well, I, I am uh, humbled at the opportunity that you guys thought that. Uh, I could uh, hang with you guys for a little bit, and I was able to, to have a little conversation and share some information. I, I enjoyed it. I hope it's not going to be the last time we do it. And if there's anything you ever need from me, I'm easy to find. We're, I, I appreciate that. Appreciate man. it. And this this uh, this podcast also, you know, talked about radio. It kind of gives me the opportunity to, to do that radio thing again. You know, to be almost feel like you're on the air, but I can actually swear if I wanted to and, and edit it. So that's even better. <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> well, thanks again, guys. It was an absolute pleasure. And good luck with the podcast. And believe me, I'll, I'll plug the heck out of it for you. I appreciate All it. All right. Corey, you're a good guy. Have a, have a good weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, enjoy enjoy Gene Segura in Philadelphia because he's going to be a hell of a player to watch. <laughs> Boy, if we were going to talk baseball, you needed to earmark another half hour. That's, that's a whole other <laughs> element of my life. I know, the, the next. That's, the next one will do that. That's why. That's why I brought it up at the end. And I know you've got a you've got a, a kid who's a, a big baseball player too. And and uh, we'll save that for next episode. That's who motivates me. We'll we'll end it on that. Love it. Love it. Cool. cool. Uh, thanks a lot, Corey. Appreciate it, man. All right. Take care. All right. Be good, guys. See you All later. Right. Yeah, that was really cool, man. I I enjoyed that that uh, the talk with Corey. Yeah. You definitely. Mean? Definitely. Uh, I like the fact that. Uh, I need to go to the gym. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear like real accents anymore. Right, you know what I mean. Everything's homogenous now, but he's sure. got an old school, yeah, accent. Like Philadelphia, yeah. in the back, you know, or whatever. Yeah, that, I appreciate, water. I appreciate hearing that. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, God, I was going to ask him if he did any voiceover, but it would might, you know, with that accent, if it was challenging. Um, but uh, you know, like we could, I could have asked. Him, I could have been sitting there talking to him all day. I thought that was really cool. It was yeah. really generous of his time. Um, you know, and it's it is motivating, man. Definitely motivating. Yeah, teaching the teaching the youngsters, teaching the children. Yeah, I believe that the children are our future. I mean, you gotta, <laughs> I always say, just teach yeah. them well and let them let them lead the way. Sure, <laughs> you right. know what I mean. Right. If you do that, right. shit, Damn shows it. them all that beauty. They <laughs> exactly. That's so man. stupid. I don't. I always do that. I don't know why I do that. Do what? Quote that stupid song. I mean, it's not a stupid song. It's one Sorry. of the greatest songs of all time. That's, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Greatest love of everybody, all. Huh? Everybody's searching for a hero. Exactly. <laughs> People need someone to look up to. Yeah, but no, that's good. I like the fact, like I said, I do like the fact that he has a, a stake in the game, some accountability mm -hmm. with, with that. I, that's a big thing to me. Um, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't like just pointing the blame and then doing nothing right about it. Well, it's, you know? it, it's, it's cool for somebody who's, you know, vice president GM to be, you know, taking that hands on and, and really, um, you know, leading the way. 
there we go again leading the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, you know, yeah. but really like leading by example yeah. you know uh, and remember where he came from somebody uh, right. gave him a break an right. opportunity right you know what i mean and mm -hmm. he said he was the young kid with the hat mm -hmm. to the back and it's right. five people frowned upon that like, right. look at this young stupid right boy. you know what i mean but but someone believed in him gave him a chance and he produced yep yep look where he's at now so yep. yeah definitely. philadelphia i forgot to tell him i i uh i actually uh came close to to moving to philadelphia oh yeah yeah when i was still doing radio um I was, I was, uh, it was courted by, um, WXPN in Philadelphia. There was, it's the, it's, it was an alternative, adult alternative station where I was going to do the imaging. I was going to do like the, the production, like commercials and, mm -hmm. and, you know, you're listening to WXPN, like that, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Had my ticket, was about to fly out there to interview for the job, which was up at that point of formality, but it was, um, the job was through University of Pennsylvania, so Penn and get a call like the Thursday or the Wednesday before I'm supposed to leave on a Friday from the PD, the program director. And he was like, they put a hiring freeze on the state did. So we can't hire anybody. Oh, so wow. I'm like, but I got this ticket. Sorry. But wow. it all worked out. Yeah. But I wonder if we probably would have, you know, would have crossed paths Corey and I at that point. But um, I am kind of glad I didn't move to Philadelphia. Things worked out. I got, got myself a, a kid and a wife and all that. You know, I mean, she was going to come with me, but who knows what. I might have like four kids and yeah. still work in radio and be miserable. Yeah, you can have kids in Philadelphia. Can you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, all right. Yeah. They go to school. They got schools out there and everything? Schools. Oh, okay. No, all right. Man. All right. Hey, do you remember uh, that one part on Rain Man where he's doing a radio station? W some 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 bang blah 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 and bang. he kept repeating it. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, definitely. Was, bang. The something. Yeah. Was, was that? That was a good voiceover or or, or, or uh, promotion or whatever. He had the voice on that. Go back and yeah. watch that clip. Yeah. I ain't thought about that in a while. Bang, bang. He kept repeating the station. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember. I hadn't seen that movie in a long time. Yeah, it's a classic. Classic. I love that car too. Roadmaster. Buick. Yep. Buick. Love it. Well, I think that'll just about do it for us today um, on the podcast. I want to thank our guest, uh, Corey Disson for, from promotion, uh, Propulsion Media Labs. I um, also want to thank, uh, give some shout outs for help with the production assistance from uh, Roberta Solomon, uh, Doug Medlock, and my boy Stevie Cripps over in the UK at 66 Sound. Um, and and yeah, and thank you, Casey, for, for showing up today. No you know, you didn't get any sleep last night. Yeah, I was up doing know. some research and yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, you got to do late some night, research. Late bro. night research. Shout out to all the loyal listeners yeah. as well. Yeah, and subscri Appreciate the it. subscribers. Hit the subscribe button. Is Do we have a subscribe button? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, we I don't, do. Whatever. Leave some comments on there. I saw a few that I've missed somehow. Um, there's some, uh, not a few, one. But um, <laughs> it was a good comment. And, and shout out to uh, Penny Dixon as well, a loyal listener. Appreciate you uh, sticking with us. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll about do it for us on the Old Dogs New Tricks podcast. We are out of here. Peace, y'all.